0: We're back with another Utopia Talks, Jaguar and KJ Baxter here with you, and today's guest is a dear friend who just happens to be one of my favorite artists on the planet, actually. The last couple of years, she's taken the world by storm. She's hands down one of the best DJs I know, and she knows how to play exactly the right tune at exactly the right time, do you know what I mean? She released her debut album, Capricorn Sun, on Ninja Tune last year. She's launched her live show this summer of sets of Primavera and Field Day. And she's been nominated for a Grammy. So there you go. Please welcome T-Shirt. Yay! Yes. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that was so awkward.
1: But really cute and very sweet. And thank you so much. That was Ooh. such a sweet intro. I appreciate it. You were it. just like dying. Yeah, yeah. It just, it compliments and make me like proper squirm, like...
0: I don't know what to do with myself. No, I'm actually the same. I'm like, just,
1: I'm like stop it. Just say, just say something
0: mean about me. It's better. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have anything to say. Eh? So, um, but yeah, welcome to the podcast. You okay? Yes. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, it's always nice, like, interviewing a friend. It's kind of weird, but I do quite like it. I think it's cute. It's nice. It makes, it's more comfortable, isn't it? You know? Mm, I think so. Um. So, oh, there's so much we, where do we begin? I think, well, we mentioned it. You were nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. Ish, yeah. Yeah,
1: I was. Technically, I was. I
0: Recognition got... as a producer on Diplo's I was album. on, yeah,
1: I did write on uh, write a song with Diplo. So, yeah, and that was nominated for a Grammy. So I get a certificate saying, you know, you were... A, Involved in the Grammys, you were a producer on a Grammy-nominated album, um, which feels amazing. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Like, that's insane, that's unreal. Have you found a place for it yet, where you're gonna keep it? No, no, not yet. I'm, I'm gonna get framed, um, but I haven't got around to it because you know it's just long and stuff. Framed, oh God, but yeah, it yeah, takes forever. <laughs> it's like everything just sits on the side for ages. But yeah, I'm, I don't know where I'm gonna put it. Maybe I'll put it in the bathroom just so everyone has to look at it when they go to the toilet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Try a place. I know, like you said, you squirm when you get compliments but seriously well done and all the things that you have done and are doing thank you appreciate it like i'm very very proud oh thank you anyway <laughs> anyway okay so we have so much to get into i really want to start with um kind of how you started djing and because you've mentioned before that you had like this mobile dj set up and lights <laughs> and used to go to weddings and just set the scene take us back there
1: so when i dropped out of uni um that's when i decided to start DJing because. Mm like long story short my older brother used to be a DJ so that's why I was like interested in dance music and DJing and um and then so I bought a cheap like little controller and I started practicing and I had some lessons with a DJ called Melody Kane she used to be on radio um and then like she continued practicing but I couldn't like get any (laughs) gigs basically like it was impossible with low and you know, if no one knows who you are, like they won't even give you a chance, even if you send them a mix and I needed to make money. So I was like, let me mobile DJ, you know, like, let me just, this will help fund everything I want to do. Um, I only have to work the weekends. Um, but to do that, you kind of have to have all the equipment yourself. Um, so initially I bought like very cheap like lighting initially it was called like a gig bar okay <laughs> and um which had like everything in it, it had like lasers strobe all hey. in one like in one thing bubble was, machine yeah <laughs> yeah it was like literally like oh it was it's actually a really really good like bit of equipment like Do you i still got have it Do you wheel it out like, <laughs> no i actually sold it i sold it like but it took me a long time to sell this stuff because i had that i had a dj booth like that you like build up I had like um, a full PA system and then later on I got these really expensive lights that were called like wall warlocks which were like proper like industrial like type things they were like really heavy like and um. so I had two of them as well and um yeah and then I just emailed like a bunch of like mobile DJ agencies websites put myself on them and like just like sent mixes said what equipment I had blah 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 um, and eventually I got started to get on a few that sent me a few gigs my first gig was like a 13 year old's uh, birthday party no wow yeah it was um, <laughs> what, you, what did you play at that one? Um, you know they wanted like top 40 stuff and like mm. a bit of you know teas and stuff like that and then um, and then uh, you know then I started I'd get weddings and then I got some started getting like corporate things like Christmas, you know, parties and stuff like that. And then, um, and then also I did like stuff like bar gigs as well, mm-hmm. you know, like just around London. I used to do like Dirty Martini and, um, like a few other places. There was a few like little bars in like Camden, Camden and stuff that I would DJ at. And, uh, but I used to get quite a lot of stuff because I was like, oh, there was a few other f- like female djs on some of the agencies but i was the only one that had the equipment um and would carry the equipment you know because it was it was to be fair is like pretty heavy this stuff but i bought this like amazing i'm so nerdy about the equipment because <laughs> back in the day this this got, this is the highlight of my life back in the day was buying this like rock and roll it's called rock and roller uh, trolley thing it was like made in germany and it like folds down and then you open it up and you I pull it out and it has like wheels on it and you can put all your equipment on it and like wheeling. It. it was so sturdy and it like saved my life because before I would have to go in and out of like from the car like carry oh each bit. God. Like and this one I could load most of it on just one thing and then just like push it all the way like into the venue or mm. something like that. Um and I was so excited about that and it took me a long time to sell that because it was such a good purchase like i was like this is this is how you know when you start you start to get old cuz you start finding like functional things like really impressive like yeah. you're like you're really if you buy something that's actually useful you're like this is great i love this so yeah. when you're playing at like field day you're actually the person like pushing all your stuff <laughs> <I can> imagine
0: Who's <laughs> <Just laughs> like wheel anything, you
1: anything that makes my life easier now i'm like oh this is such a great bit of equipment like yeah
0: oh I just have this image of you just literally because TJ you're like you're quite small and then you've got all these like massive bits of gear it was really heavy it around the country
1: it was heavy but I used <laughs> to go to the gym a bit so and yes. I know I did notice that uh, when I was like lifting weights that like uh, the more and more I did it the more like lifting the speakers up onto the stand because that was the hardest bit was like going from the floor up and then putting it up high mm. and um the more and more I lifted weights, the more and more like that got easier. And I remember one time I was like just went really quick and I was like, "Ooh, I'm getting strong like that." And then as soon as you stop going to the gym, you're like trying to struggle and trying to get up. Um, but yeah, it was it was an interesting time. You learn a lot doing like weddings and stuff, like um, because you're you're not like you know as a DJ now. You kind of are. M- in a position where you've you kind of made to feel like you're like the star of the show or you're this or that or whatever whereas like when you're doing that you really are providing a service to people and you have to kind of give people what they want Mm. and make sure people haven't I mean you always have to make sure people are having a good time but it's like you can't be selfish about it you know you can't be like I'm not playing this because I don't like this or whatever so it's a humbling experience Mm. as well as like a learning thing of learning how to cater to so many different age groups because I had such a big music library when I was doing it like literally like like nearly like a hundred thousand tracks or something ridiculous like that because wow. i had every era yeah like, and then also you would get i'd get the odd book and be like can you do um this you know indian punjabi wedding and then they'll want like a bunch of punjabi songs mm. so then i have to research and wow. be downloading a load of that so i have like just all these different folders of like different stuff that suit you know different cultures or different things um yeah, you know, you're playing to the grandma, you're playing to the, the, the toddler, you're playing, you know what I mean? There's such yeah. an age range, so you have to get all your history, of your back catalogue as well, and then all every time there's a new release in the week, you have to get that, because obviously they want to hear what's in the charts that week mm. at their wedding yeah. or at their birthday party and stuff like that. So, yeah. Did you ever, like, are there any memorable weddings like funny stories that stand out to you now or they all just kind of blurred into one like were there any mad things that happened or mad requests no do you know what never nothing too mad it was they 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 do kind of blur into one but um i do remember that what was interesting the last wedding i played i was still i was releasing music and i was actually when sacred came out Mm. i was still doing some weddings and stuff and um but the, per- the couple that booked me for my last wedding, they knew they they'd, they'd followed me on Instagram and stuff. So they knew I would released music and they like they asked me to play Sacred when I was there, which was really cute. Oh, that's so nice. And they were the last wedding I ever played. And they like and, that, and every few like, years they would be like, oh, it's our wedding anniversary. And they messaged me like, oh, remember you played our wedding. We're so lucky. and I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, because, yeah, yeah. Cause they knew. And then they've been following me and seeing what I've been doing, which is so sweet.
0: Yeah, to be fair, you don't expect your wedding DJ to get a Grammy nomination. <laughs> hey, that's actually that's well, even, even nice. that thirteen year old when you said your first ever gig was thirteen year old's birthday, that probably that might be a fan of you by now. Yeah. Or um, grown uh, up. Probably not. If they probably don't know it's Pro- you. They're probably
1: listening to like, I don't know, like some drill rapper now or something yeah. like that.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> what the kids like. I, yeah. Um but you're getting married soon. Yes. Ooh-hoo. Are you gonna are you gonna DJ at your own wedding? No. Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: No, no. I'm having a good time. I'm no one, none of that. I've I've got a DJ <laughs> and they're going to take care of everything for me. And yeah, I just want to have fun. I I do have fun DJing, I'm not saying that, but I just don't want the... Yeah, you don't want it to be
0: about that. No, nah, I just want to yeah.
1: have, just enjoy myself for the night, you
0: know? I write that. I think whenever I have like a birthday party or anything, I just... Get, get my friends to DJ I'm like you do it I'm gonna get yeah. drunk
1: <laughs> yeah like you wanna just like yeah
0: it's your turn to heckle with loads of annoying requests awesome.
1: yeah and also I'm at my wedding I'm not playing like, I'm not cause everyone's like what are you gonna have like cause, mm. like, cause you're a DJ or whatever this, but you to like be try to do something really healthy I'm like I'm not no my mum's there like my you know what I mean like I want to hear 2000s classics I want I want a bit of you know Usher I want Christina Aguilera Absolutely. and I want you know Free From Desire I want all the classics do <laughs> you know what I mean I want to sing yeah. really badly really loudly yeah. to Maybe. some cheesy music and remember my youth <laughs> you know <laughs> cling on to the youth <laughs> cling on to my youth some garage classics <laughs> yes! oh yes you know I want all of that you know and, yeah. and, and the candy song at some point oh yeah You know, I still don't know the dance. I can teach you, don't worry. We'll do it at the wedding.
0: Okay, I'll start learning. You'll have it down we'll get it. it's very easy thank you you know me and helena have like because we both don't know the dance we have like existential
1: oh I, I've, well. I've got you i'll teach you and then you can teach cause helena won't be there obviously yeah, but i'll teach you and then you can teach her okay great yeah. and we can teach and then, the then you and then you'll never have to worry about it again you'll you'll every time it comes out you'll be like i know this i've got okay. this i've got visions of you like at home like staring in the bathroom mirror like trying to like learn <laughs> it's not that hard and also i know but I just and we've got uh, my partner's family, like half, like m- loads of his family, are American and they're coming. And cause they call it the electric slide, that's what it it's actually got a name, is. it's the, the electric ah. slide, that's what it is. Yeah, um, they like know it like down to the T, so you'll get it
0: We're Thank all you. on YouTube. Okay, Electric slide yeah, a tutorial, yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you know, you you mentioned that you have. Like, your background is, like, you mentioned, like, giving, you're providing a service mm-hmm. as a DJ at these at these events. And I think it's such, I think you can tell when DJs who have had that, like, tr- training, training that background, like, really doing so many different kinds of gigs, playing to all different kinds of people. Like, I have a similar background. Like I used to play, like, when I'm from from the Channel Islands, so I used to play, like, 70th birthdays, and 50th birthdays. And then I was a resident at Heaven for a long time. And then just a lot of a lot of DJing anywhere that would have me and not everyone has that route i guess that's more of like a traditional dj route isn't it some people do that and then they work their way up um but it's interesting isn't it because nowadays nowadays you can have a tune that gets really big so quickly and then you're you, a dj <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes. and and no no shade to people that happens to but it's like a different kind of thing and and suddenly you can be thrown into it and having these massive gigs but you might have been djing for 5 minutes it's true. Yeah, yeah.
1: It is interesting because I guess then you're learning in the spotlight there. Mm. Um But there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, it's a different, you might approach it in a different way because, yeah, you've had a big song and you, now you're the star. And then, yeah, you haven't really done your, necessarily done your homework yet on mm. how to cater to the crowd a little bit. You know, I'm not saying I don't always cater like I'm not someone that will play something I hate. Yeah. you know I mean obviously I did when I was mobile DJing I will just play what what people needed but like I still will like you know I'm not a big tech house fan so but I will still throw a, a, if I find a good groovy mm. tech house I think this is actually a good tune I will throw it in there because I know people like it do you know what I mean and I'm like this is you know what people want to hear so I think that takes a while to learn and I think yeah a lot of people are gonna have to learn that kind of in the spotlight which is interesting or maybe they won't learn it and no one cares because they just drop their big tune and that's what people want to hear
0: true but then eventually people get sick of that tune so then it's like Mm. maybe you just make another big tune it's true depends how good at tune making you are (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true I mean like DJing and production are, are two very different things um but something you, my friend, <laughs> have managed to master, both of those things. Like I think we should talk about your album because okay. it came out last year. Mm-hmm. Is it the anniversary almost? October. October. Yeah. Got a little while. Yeah. A few months. Yeah. Um, Capricorn Sun, and it it's a beautiful album. I remember messaging you. I think I was at the start of the year. I was in. what was I? Morocco on this like soul-searching trip with my friend (laughs) we did like a bus tour into the mountains um and i was listening to the light and i was just like it was like sunrise and it just sounded so good and i was messaging like oh my god this song is so good but i feel like a lot of you went into this album
1: yeah i think it was it was a lot of work i think i mean albums are though how
0: how was the whole because i know it was like stressful it was stressful
1: because I had a lot on that mm. year in general, I think, because I did the fabric compilation that year as well. And then I, had the, I was doing the album and then I had a heavy touring schedule. And then like, you know, there was there was just like a lot going on. Um, and I think for me, I didn't, I mean, I knew albums were hard work, but I don't think I grasped the concept until I was like really in it. And I was like, damn, like... Why didn't I just say I'd do some EPs? Like, Because yeah. you know? it's like, it's different to, to, to doing an EP or doing some mm-hmm. of that because people want something that like is cohesive. It needs to tell a story or mine well, doesn't need to, but I, I wanted it to. I wanted it to feel like a piece of me in some way. And that takes a lot. You know what I mean?
0: Mm.
1: You know, it was draining. But it was it was a relief to get it out, get it out. Bet it was. Yeah. And now I'm starting the whole process again, which is like
0: oh. Are you writing another one.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna do what I I don't after I do this one. I don't know what I'm gonna do because my my deal with Ninja in the way of like my album commitments will be complete. Um, and then I don't know what I'm gonna do then. I don't know if I'll do it again because it is really stressful and apparently people don't really care about albums that much anymore anyway. And I do, but. I've been told they don't. Um <laughs> seeing how well received it was as well, that must have like been quite encouraging for you to it, it, it yeah, it definitely was encouraging and um yeah, it would I mean it seeing people like your music is always gonna feel good. Do you know what I mean? It's just it was a lot of work mm. for Yeah. Are you proud of it? Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean it, I came from like no real big musical background. I have, you know. Yeah. I got like come from not, not in like a like it was a lame way but like humble beginnings, you know what I mean? So to that was such a far off thing for me and it came so quickly and the fact that I achieved it it didn't really matter to be mm. honest at the end of the day. After a while it didn't there was a lot of pressure of like you need to do well and people need to whatever. But after a while it was just like getting it out there and completing it was an achievement in itself, you know what mm. I mean? So yeah, I'm very proud of it.
0: Yeah, good. You should be. Do you have a favourite track on that?
1: Time is my favorite track. Time. Yeah, why? Um, I just I was just in the studio on my own and, I, and wrote that and just kind of was uh just having fun and experimenting and it's a song that's not fast enough for you know DJing or anything like that. But it's and it's like got no lyrics, so it's not particularly radio friendly or anything. Mm. It's an instrumental, but it's more like I just really enjoyed making the song. Do you know what I mean? So you
0: associate that with the the process of making it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was fun. And I, just, I love how it sounds. I'm mm. just like, it's just like a, I don't know, it's a very, very me. You know what I mean? I wasn't trying to please anyone when I wrote it. Like, Whereas other songs, there's, there's elements of like, it needs to sound like this or it mm. needs to be radio friendly or, you know, the label will like it like this a little bit or whatever. Whereas this was just like, because most of the album was complete, I was just like, this was just a bonus. So I was like, I'm free to do whatever I want. Have you started working on the second album? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Does that feel different, like working on a second album when you know you've already done one before and people have already heard an album of your music before? Are you conscious of like trying to make it sound really different Mm. or? I'm not conscious of, do you know what, it's gone the opposite way of like where I'm now feeling like um, a little bit, not rebellious because that's just, that sounds a bit. A bit lame, but like I'm feeling a little bit more like, um, I'm just gonna do what I want and then not worry about what people expect from me. Yeah, maybe a sense. bit liberated almost. a little bit because, yeah. um, even though it's just, usually it's a real bad t- decision to like not do the thing that people like and you're known for, usually that's a bad decision because, and it is like every time someone does that, they're like, I'm gonna change my <laughs> direction, and everyone's like, What the hell is this? I don't like this, um, but for me it's like I think it's really important as it could be my last album or it might not be but it could be that I make sure it's um as true to what I actually always wanted to do do you know what I mean Mm. I think people love that as well like I know it's as you say like it is a risk for sure like and it's scary but I think as like if I speak from like as a fan perspective it's like love seeing artists do something that feels like authentic. I know that's I, a, such a wanky word but like I seeing agree. people do something that they love and is them as a fan is like the best. Yeah, I, it can be like that but some fans cannot be at the yeah. same, think the same way, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Because they yeah. like have attachment to like a certain song or a certain sound and then they're like, that's not you, yeah, that's not what, what I like. Yeah, ownership of what, yeah. what you do. Yeah, and I think for yeah it's a tough yeah. one and but yeah, it's important for me to make sure that this is, it feels very like that. No, like I'm proud of Capricorn Sun, mm. but it didn't necessarily like and it is me, but it isn't me. Do you know what I mean? Like it's kind of complicated. But at this time, I want to very much be like make something that I really love
0: mm. and that doesn't matter. You're making it for you. Making it for me. Yeah. 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 I have always said that is when people make the best music yeah and and that first album is fucking great so we'll see definitely we'll see let's see (laughs) Mm. while we're on it actually like in this album we have a lot of collaborations on the album one of them being Mm mafro your partner Mm -hmm. how do you guys like to work together how does that work
1: we kind of like make bits separate and then go in the room together and then kind of like Like I I might do the drums and then he might work on something else and then we come back together and then we work on it together in the room and then there's a bit of bickering and then, then, yeah, and then uh, I'll storm out and then come back in, he'll say he's sorry and then I'll do something, you know, just something like that and then you say you're hungry and then we'll go eat and then... Go walk the dog. Yeah, go walk the dog, come back, finish it. Um, it is kind of like, basically like that. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, you need to listen to me when I say that. And he's like, yes, I'm sorry. And then, yeah. And wow. then I'm saying sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry I snapped at you. You were just asking me in a really annoying way and like <laughs> or like you were condescending when you said that. <laughs> you know what I mean like you no know, it's really hard to work with someone that you're like I a don't know with. I don't
0: think I could do that with my girlfriends like make a tune or do something creative cuz that would literally that would happen
1: because the boundaries <laughs> are really blurred because because they know you know each other so well mm. there's almost a lack of respect and it's really <laughs> I bad. know exactly what you mean. But you mean yeah. it's like it's almost like the way no you, filter no, no filter. filter kind of like how you are with your sibling mm, or something yeah. like. so it's like if I was in the studio with you when we were working and like you did something I thought mm, I'm not sure about that I might be like I might be like oh Jag um, maybe we should change that a little bit because you know and I'd say it in a really polite way mm. and I would say like and I was you know I might explain to you why I think that and see what you say and like wait for you to your response and like yeah. just be like very diplomatic about it and wouldn't want to upset you whereas like when it's your partner <laughs> <laughs> it's more like you know you just directly be like oh like what no no I don't like that like stop yeah. and then and then there's like a friction and then you're like but you you don't give each other the, the courtesy of like politeness mm. and like worrying about each other's feelings which is bad actually when you think about it because I think all relationships are like that anyway but yeah I think that's very normal very it's normal. very normal yeah yeah but it's like it's like why do why do you send these courtesies to your friends or to uh, you know, strangers, but you don't to the person that you're
0: most close with. It's really weird. Yeah, I guess you just know each other so well, and like you kind of feel like you can talk to each, yeah. each other like rubbish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, considering all that, you guys have managed to make some. Great we make tunes. the best music when we when yeah. we work together. Um, and that's why we still do it, like when we can.
1: But <laughs> it's like we have to really, we have to have like a long talk before we start. Like you know, like okay. You're not in a bad mood, are you? No, I'm not in a bad mood. Have you eaten? And then like, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, we're going to we have to hold each other and be like, okay, we're going to be good. We're going to be nice to each other. This is going to be good. Okay, we're going to listen and then go in the studio.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, and he's such a sweetheart. He is a sweetheart, is
1: apart from when he's like, not, yeah. Oh. No, he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart, <laughs> but he can be an ass in the
0: studio, mm. definitely fair can't can't we all yes um but you've also previously worked with al murphy and kimmy on earlier tunes and yeah i'm intrigued to how you guys all got to know know each other. other well kimmy i've known for a long
1: time through my friend we met through my friend chelsea my best friend um and then kimmy at the time was uh Under a different name, Reader. She was a singer. She did do some production, but she was different, like more R and B. And you've got a
0: track with Reader, which
1: yeah, on my first EP. What tune is that again? uh, It was called "Back to You." Back to You. That's it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Good research.
1: Yeah, that was when she was breaking up with her one of her exes, and he was, yeah, he was an ass.
0: Anyway, so
1: she came to the studio and we worked on that. But yeah, I've known Reader for a long time. Reader, Kim, Kimmy. Sorry. Um, I known her a long time, and I've seen her progress, which is really, you know, wonderful. Like because before mm. she wasn't really into mu- electronic music, and then she started coming to some gigs, and then progressing, and then introduced to my manager, who like kind of guided her, mm. and then uh,
0: full on raven now is our Kimmy. Yeah, she <laughs> is. Yeah,
1: she's definitely done a full circle because when I met her, it was completely different to like now, and it's like seeing the progression. has she been. Yeah, she's great. that's Kimmy's smashing
0: it. Yeah, she's like super the talented. The Hall was amazing. Mm. She's super talented. Know damaged. someone is a band. Yeah, I love, I love her new cheer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She, I mean, I always said to her, I was like, you can sing, you can play instruments, you know, you can produce. She can like, play
0: the sax. She can play the sax, heard. the
1: keys, a bit of guitar. Like, she's got so much like mm. going on. She's just, yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. And an L. L. I actually met through Mafro. 'Cause he used to produce some of he was like producing some of her solo project before and then spoke to her and was like, Oh, you wanna come like do some stuff with me? So we did some writing and yeah, that's kinda how we ended up collaborating.
0: Yeah.
1: You you're a big fan of like collab like collab work or No, I'm not. (laughs) You're not. Oh you (laughs) just You (laughs) wouldn't know from your album. (laughs) No, because it's it's annoying because (laughs) you are so reliant on someone else. To deliver, like to in net like they're not on your time schedule on yeah. their own and it's very annoying. And doing instrumental music is so much easier and better because you you can just you're in control of the whole situation. And I like to be in control, yeah. so it like stresses me out working with other people. Even that that aside, do you have a dream collab that you would like to do? Or? Um, I think um I've always said like uh FK Twigs would be really cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um
1: but that's it really at the moment because yeah, like I said, collabs are a pain in the butt. Yeah.
0: Like, well actually you posted a clip of Ellie Golding and you tagged Ellie Golding and Gregory Porter. Yeah. So that's that sounds like a collab. That is a collab. Uh, quite yeah. the collab.
1: It is a collab. Yeah, that is that is my next single coming. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wow. It, it's great, actually. I'm excited because it's I really love the song. Like I love it so much. It's like a down tempo song though. It's like a little bit trip hoppy, a little bit like Wow Whatever. But the vocals are just so beautiful. Ellie's voice is just and the lyrics are just so so good. And Gregory came on at the last minute. He there was a sample in it and he like resung the sample. Um so like it kind of all came together and it's just really wow. cool. Yeah, so I feel sorry.
0: like ages ago, didn't like Ellie Golding, like messaged you. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm a big fan of you. Or, I, I feel like I remember that happening. Yeah, few she years did ago. message
1: me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she messaged me. So the song was written like a year and a half ago, maybe. I can't remember when it was written, but yeah, she did message me because she liked the song Sister and stuff. And then it was from there, she was like, we should get in the studio at some point. And then her management reached out and then, yeah, they connected and then it happened. Yeah.
0: That's mad. Any golding. I like,
1: know. Like it's insane. Any yeah. actual golding. And do you know what it's such an interesting thing working with obviously everyone I work with is amazing and um whatever. But it's like working with someone that's like at that level is like a completely different world in terms of like yeah how they work. Like they're so professional, like the vocals are always on point, the writing's so quick, like just they just know like yeah, it's a whole different, but you can, you like, I can see why you're at the top of your game mm-hmm. because you're a superb songwriter and yeah. just, yeah, it's just amazing working at that level.
0: She did the vocals for that tet song.
1: Yeah, baby, baby, baby. baby. I think he sampled something. She oh, was it a on, sample? Right, yeah, yeah, like she put something on Instagram and he like sampled it. Wow. Yeah. That's um, mad.
0: Is she into electronic
1: music? She is, yeah. Very she, much. We should get her on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's into. She's actually into a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, she's very very cool. I guess she's done loads she of dance did Calvin Harris as well
0: in the tracks, packs. didn't she? Mm.
1: But she's actually into a lot of like more left stuff. Like you'd be surprised, you know. Like, um, like obviously she's a big fan of Forte mm. and Jamie XX and, yeah. and like, you know, just all those kind of more alter, alter playlist type yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she's 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 really cool. And she's really nice as well. She was very nice to yeah, work with. Yeah, she seems like a heart. Yeah, she's sweet. And yeah, it was really weird because she came to my studio and my studio was like this tiny little pokey room <laughs> in like Tottenham. She came down and I was like, she had her engagement ring on, which was like a very big diamond. <laughs> and I was like... You're in Tottenham. Right? <laughs> Put that, away. that was really brave. <laughs> <laughs> but she had a driver, drop her, but I just saw it and I was like, this this is not I was like, oh my god, I hope no one knows she's here. Like, no. It wasn't really like that. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, It was just kind of funny to see someone with yeah,
0: her And I was like, damn. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear the tune. Um, I'd I'd love for Ellie Golding to have like this like techno alias. I can just I can see it as a DJ. What, you think she should DJ yeah, yeah maybe that. she already does I don't think she does Ooh. but she should
1: I think yeah, she should yeah she should and she should make a cool electronic album as well mm. she should just go rogue let's just leave the majors and just go rogue baby yes. rogue
0: go yeah. rogue a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You mentioned Sister, and I just I just have to say, like, I think Sister is still my favourite track by you. Oh, thank you. Because it came out a few years ago, but then you put it on the album, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I know it's so it would have been it would have come out with like the
1: album but it's like mm. you know pandemic slowed everything down and then I had to release stuff and yeah. then it was like stuff I was working on the album and then ended up coming out then and then yeah so it was like I ended up with a lot of songs out before the album because trying to keep my presence or whatever. yeah
0: got it mm. Um, I mean that tune, like literally even thinking about it, it just makes me want to cry it's, it, oh. it's just so like it's such a touching song and i know it's like very personal to you like do you want to people don't know do you want to tell us what the tune's about it's about my half sister that i discovered during lockdown um um
1: yeah like i didn't know she existed or whatever and then i discovered her on facebook and we kind of connected and we really bonded and got on really well and it was like a really nice thing happening during like such a rubbish time for everybody Um and it I kinda led to me writing sister and
0: um so yeah, it means quite a lot to me. Yeah. You can hear that hear that as well. And is it is it Al Murphy singing as well? It is, yeah. yeah but yeah. you've yeah. like pitched it yeah up. And then there's visuals as well. And they were on Alternate, weren't they? I think they're still In Tottenham there. Court. really no, Yeah, it's, I think it's really
1: popular. It's one like or like been nominated for loads of awards Oh my year. god. Yeah. I mean that's Alice Bloomfield. She's amazing. She's so talented. But yeah, she's been put forward and nominated for loads of stuff, and it's a real, real cool video. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad I got to work with her on that. Are visuals something that are quite important to you? Because I feel like you've had some pretty like iconic visuals before. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. Like um, something I think a lot about. 'cause I like to think of like the whole project and everything as like a whole art piece. So the the artwork's really important to me and with doing the album it was really exciting because I got to really, like, think about it and spend money on it because when you do the album, they give you a yeah. bit, bit, bit more of a budget and you can actually, like, put your heart and soul into it. And um, so, yeah, visuals are, like, creating a whole world or, like, a whole concept around something. It's, like, my favourite thing to do. And I like the idea of, like, reinventing myself every time I do something. So, like, the new project is just going to have a completely different look and a different vibe and... That's fun for me.
0: <laughs> I'm excited.
1: I would love to be like a creative director. Like sometimes I want to see other artists. I was like, please let me come up with your visuals and concepts. Yeah. <laughs> I want to do that for you.
0: <laughs> that would be sick because some people really struggle with that like area of it.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah. I, I know a few people that ask me how I come up with my mind with your mind. I'm like, it's like yeah it's a whole thing and I would love to help people one day like that's why if I ever have, have my own label like that would be like part of the development was helping someone like have mm. their image as well and with the music my idea like if I have a label it's more I would love to be more like um like not just putting out like stuff it's like also helping people with the production and the writing and like really developing somebody into something and like yeah like keeping everything in house and kind of yeah making a career. similar to like I think Channel Trez is his mm. label, Who the guy he works with, there's a producer, a guy, he kind of, like, has a few artists that he kind of oversees and they kind of do everything in-house and I kind of like that concept. Is That's that awesome. something you want to do, like, near future? Like, start a label or... We'll see. I don't know how, like, because that takes a lot of time. You yeah. should probably know... Because we got a, yeah. a badass uh, record label owner right in front of me who's killing it right now, signing some absolute bangers oh, as well. Well done, thank you! Thank you. I'm very you. proud of you because that's a big, a big step.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. It it is running a label is well, what is one of my favorite things I've ever done, mm-hmm. and I feel like all the pieces are coming together. Like for Utopia, I mean, this is Utopia podcast, but all the like elements are coming in. I see Utopia as a community mm-hmm. and I feel like, yeah, kind of what you were saying, like working with, like, I love working with new artists and helping develop them and mm-hmm. then giving them a platform and giving them success. And it's like the most satisfying thing. Mm-hmm. And I just love it. Uh-huh. But yeah, it, it does take up a lot of time, babes. And it's but, expensive, right? No. Well, yeah. So so we do it with ADA. So we have like a distribution deal. So We have like budgets for things, but, Again, running a label, I'm now like God. There's so many costs. Everything costs money. Oh, so, like, Mixing, production, like marketing, everything. is yeah, mad. So you you try and do it. I mean, it's on a business a as well, isn't it? You know, a, yeah. and And I, I assume eventually you would like to
1: make you want to make that money back, and
0: yeah, eventually. But yeah. I mean, that's not why I'm doing it currently. Not right now, but um, you got you in the long term. Yeah, in the yeah. long in the long term, yeah. exactly. Um, but it sounds like it's something that you'd want to do at some point. Yeah, you def- should do it for sure.
1: I definitely do. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it would take. I think also like it, yeah, it's a whole job in itself. I don't know how you do it because you do so many things. I can't believe that you have the time in the day for it. But well,
0: there's always there's always time. <laughs> for I mean, I struggle I just
1: do it, writing music and DJing and doing. Oh, you know content creation because that's what we have to do as artists now but um, I struggle with all those jobs and I see you and I'm like girl are you
0: okay <laughs> are, you, yeah, are you okay <laughs> you know I actually am okay which is great good and I feel like you're okay I am at the moment yeah, yeah. definitely. yeah yeah I feel like like there's something we speak about a lot isn't it it's like how are you doing how you really doing <laughs> and I always just really appreciate having friends who are in the industry doing something similar and like someone you can actually be real with mm-hmm. and check them with or get advice from or you, you kind of I find that support really really important definitely and like for you it genuinely how what do you like to do when you, you might be feeling the pressure or struggling like how do you manage to keep that balance <laughs> I think it's a
1: tough one because it's like do you ever really keep the balance like i mm. you try like i'm I try to cope and find things to help, and there are a few little things that help, like you know just taking a break, walking my dog and all that stuff and being with my partner and speaking to friends and stuff but I think when you're in the thick of it nothing really kind of you're kind of just like surviving until till the it there's a break from Mm. all the work and all the stress and stuff like that um I think like this year has been a lot easier um because I haven't had the album so I've been able Mm. to just focus on less things and have less stress um and I think for me that's helped me with this year and I'm not ashamed to say it is being on medication so Mm. for me that's helped me a lot this year Cause I had such a bad time at towards the end of last year, and like, get getting some help, like, and some mental health health help. Mm. Um, it's made this year so much better. I'm like, why didn't I do it sooner? You know yeah. what I mean.
0: I feel. I feel like I can so relate to what you said, like, and and looking after your mental well being. Mm-hmm in this industry when you're completely on the go 24 7 it's like mm-hmm. the last thing you think of is like actually am I okay and how do I be okay and actually like stopping mm-hmm. and acknowledging maybe you're not okay or maybe you're a bit depressed or you know like I started therapy this year which mm-hmm. was like really scary and really horrible at first but like god I'm eight months in and it's like I'm, I, I feel completely like I'm Ever evolving as a person and I'm already seeing the benefits from it but it's like when you're in the thick of it you don't even recognize that you're maybe going through something really difficult I think
1: yeah it's true you don't um I think for me it's a little bit I was a little bit different I think for you last year because you're such a happy bubbly person like in general like you're you know, a ray of sunshine to everybody. I'm now. Yeah, but she is. is, She's a ray of sunshine. Do you know what I mean? So I think for you, it was tough because you were in such a a busy year. And I think it's probably one of the first times you felt like some of these things, Mm, you know. mm. For me, um, this is not the first time I've had these things. I've always had these things. I mean, I'm a a, a person with mental health problems from young. Mm. So um, I'm probably in the wrong industry for someone like that has my kind of brain chemistry or whatever um so I I I'm not new to the I wasn't new to these feelings and these stresses but I think um I think it took me a long time to kind of come to terms with that this is just how I am and that I think that kind of takes actually a weight off of like I'm not going to be cured from these from feeling like this but there are things that can help and like going to the doctor and actually engaging in services and stuff like that. Like I've done lots of therapy over the years, but like before I was like I'd been on medication before and then I've come off and then whatever. And then I didn't want to go back on and I was like fighting that mm. that thing and then finally just being like like just do it. And then realising actually I should've done this like <laughs> in the first place because I'm so much happier right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and it's helping me cope a lot better with the anxieties of the job that we're in, you know.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of anxieties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like also if like outwardly something like your career is going really well, it can also then be an
1: easy Easy to then neglect like how you're doing personally as mm-hmm. well, and like people constantly being like, "Oh, you're smashing it!" Like, mm-hmm. but then actually, that's the worst thing about like yeah, last year is like everyone's like, "You must be so happy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's going so well," yeah. and I'm like, "Actually, I'm not." But yeah. you kind of feel a bit guilty, maybe, yeah. Or. Like you feel like, oh, "Am I being ungrateful?" You know, because there's so many people that wish they were in this position mm, yeah. or want these things, and you know, um, but it it's tough because it's everything's in like you know retrospect like you know what's going on in your life and what's has been in the past present you know as well so i think for me
0: yeah last year was just yeah a bit of a
1: bit of a blur
0: but i guess you learn from it you know and as you do go into album two mode mm-hmm. slowly but surely you know you know that you don't want to feel like that again and mm-hmm. hopefully you know, maybe the, there'll be a, like the pressure will be slightly off because you have had to, like, in that first album, like, prove yourself and had all these things. Like, oh, I don't know, you have to prove yourself. Well, second
1: album, well, they, they have rewards for uh, difficult second album, don't oh they? God, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, because it's actually more difficult, but, you because know, you have to, like, follow up, you know, it has to be better than the last oh, one yeah, or whatever But for We're me. try to be positive. I know, yeah. I know, I know. I'm sorry. You know what it is, is though, I did, like, do one thing as, like, first we're going to do the same kind of schedules last Mm. last year which was like i handed the album in march and then the um album comes out you know have some singles and the album comes out in october so it was going to be like i hand hand this album in next album in march next year and again it would come out in october um and i'm still going to aim for march but i did i said to them like i might not be able to do that now i might push it back yeah you know and it's going to come you know, because I think having that stress of like, March is coming, March is coming, mm, yeah. and I've got this and that, and I'm DJing so much at the moment, I'm enjoying it, actually, because last year I didn't enjoy it as much as I should have, because I do enjoy DJing, I, it's it's something that I like, I love, you know, I'm in love with dance music, house music, and, and the culture and everything around it, so like, to be in that position now where I'm really enjoying it, I didn't want anything to like add stress and then take away from that experience. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like, that's one thing I was like, oh, I'm definitely like going to take a try and I'm just going to be like, no guys, I'm not sure I can do it in March. So no one expects it in March anyway. But I might yeah. I might still deliver it in March, who knows?
0: Yeah, good for you. That's yeah. putting boundaries in, yeah, my friend. Yeah. And I guess
1: like now you you're established, you've got a fan base and stuff, you probably do feel a bit more empowered to say like, we're going to do this a little bit my way. I don't know. Yeah. And also like I think the DJing is going so well yeah. that it's, it's I mean, it's com- completely unrelated to the music, which is, you know, weird and, it's, and, yeah. a, and, and a bit of a thing that I'm trying to work out what, what to do with. But like that's going so well that I'm just continuing to build that. And I think that that keeps me, you know, around, you know, it's like there's no pressure to throw out loads of tracks, mm. you know. Can you use writing the album as an excuse to take an extended <laughs> holiday? Go somewhere really hot. Be like nobody talk to me. Inspiration. I need, yeah, Seclusion. I need three months in. Do you know what? Like that Columbia. is a dream of me one one day to do that, like a trip and write somewhere yeah. really beautiful and just be like that. And because I've yet to experience what it's like to just write music and not have any other mm. stuff to do, no other stimulus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be hard. Oh, mate, like you can't write on the road, it's impossible. That's why the only reason that album got done last year is because COVID happened. <laughs> Honestly, wow. Because if I'd have been doing a touring and trying to write that, I don't know. Mm. You haven't got the energy, surely. It's like. just like you, but you, when you come back for a day, even if you do have some energy, it's like you start something and it's like if you have to, like, you don't get into it in a day, mm. you don't get into it in two days. Do you know what I mean? Or you might write something and then you scrap that and you start again, and it's like you need like a week before you're like okay now I've got something that sounds okay that could Mm. be a song so it's like, if you're going for a day and you start something and then you leave, it's like, you start again every time you're going into the studio. So it doesn't really work. Well, for me anyway, and a lot of people, but there are some, obviously some superhuman producers that are like on the road producing, yeah. like, you know, Yeah, away. some
0: people do. They love working on like trains and planes. I can't do that. No. But I mean, this is why I've never, never produced a tune because I'm like, I don't have time for this shit. Not yet. You will. At some point.
1: But I feel like my head, like for <laughs> me, I've got like the, like. I think some people have got good multitasking mm. skills. I haven't got that. And I get really overwhelmed if I've got more than one thing. I like to focus on one thing. Like I have to be like, if I'm DJing, that's what I'm doing. I'm looking for music and I'm focusing on the set. Mm. If I'm writing music, that's what I'm doing. If I'm, I don't know, doing creative, that's what I'm doing. Like I can't do all those things at once. Yeah. It drives me crazy. Like my brain just overloads and it's like, and I'll just do nothing. If it, that's the case, do you know what I mean? Mm. If you want me to do a million things, it just you'll get nothing out of me. Do you view yourself like first and foremost either way as like a DJ or a producer? I'm both, I think, yeah. you know, yeah. I love that. Confidently both. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm both Um, and I think, yeah, I enjoy both and yeah, I do a relatively okay job of both, so.
0: Oh, baby, <laughs> Relatively <okay all> right. <laughs> Come on. Don't Come piss on. me on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I loved what you said earlier about you're enjoying DJing because mm-hmm. I think, Again, this sounds crazy because this is like one of the main things that we do as DJs is playing out to people. But again, I can relate to this because I kind of fell out of love with it last year. And I think it kind of paralleled with like feeling just shit and depressed and whatever. Um, and it's and, we, and when, and when we we're talking about like people seeing you and being like, you're doing so well, you must be so happy. But actually on the inside, you're like trying to keep afloat and be, be a functioning human being. Mm. Um and and the word like you're so successful you're so all this success success like I think I've come to realize for me the word success is genuinely having balance like feeling like you know buoyant and happy and good and enjoying my work mm-hmm. and I I think for the first time in a few years this year in particular work wise I feel successful because I'm just really enjoying my work and like this podcast that we started up doing again we were saying earlier it's just such a fun thing to do like it's you know we're not making millions from it we're doing it because we love it and it's enjoyable and we can put time into it and it's really nice as well that you can well I'm assuming feel that way about about your work too and, mm-hmm. and enjoying
1: it yeah no definitely I agree like I played some shows this year that I just wanted to play for fun regardless of like fees or whatever and really like it's just just enjoying like being myself playing the music I love and seeing other people enjoy it like yeah it's been a real a real good year for that for me like and enjoying the places I'm going to for Mm. once like because before I was so in and out as well so it's like oh you've been everywhere and you're like I've seen none of it I've seen the hotel room I've seen the airport and the the place I played. I didn't see any of this city or country. But like this year I've tried to like add extra days or do things like or meet people new people, which is you know, or you know like promoting dinners. Like I used to be so tired of that like, I can't do the dinner. I'll just come an hour mm. before my set. Mm. Now I'm like I'm gonna go to this promoter dinner. I'm gonna meet this new person, and you know, and it, and I've met some really lovely people, which is another highlight of like having this job. Is like getting to meet so many great people. You know, yeah. I I really enjoy when I connect with someone new, and it's like that's why we do it. That's yeah, why I yeah, do it. Yeah, it's the
0: best part. Yeah. Um, you played in Detroit as well. You played Movement Festival. Oh, I love that festival like, so much. The Mecca. It was so of electronic music. It's so good. Like
1: the vibe there is so nice Mm. like I I don't know like to see as a person of color as well to see such a diverse lineup like and so many like black DJs and stuff playing as well that are like you know the founders of this music and and
0: black crowds black
1: and black crowds as well and like it it's it's hard to explain do you know Mm. what I mean but it feels really special you know, it's definitely special to me and and also to have them receive me and my music and what I play um is the best feeling in the world. Like
0: yeah.
1: Playing in Detroit and Chicago and seeing people like it, you're like Ugh. like Wow. You know just job done. Yeah, you know, you're just like I don't care if anyone no one else likes me <laughs> or you know, they like me if they like me here, that's all that matters, you know. So yeah, it was amazing to play the festival. I had so much fun. Um I played on DJ Minks stage. Um Sick. And, yeah, and there was just so many legends there. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to stay for very long because I had to go to another festival. Um, but, you know, <laughs> they're gifting. Oh, my God. What? They gift you two big bags, one one massive bag of uh, weed products. So it had, like... <laughs> um, <laughs> like chocolate edibles, oh uh um, no pre rolled joints, uh buds, like just everything like you know, vape, <laughs> weed vape and I'm not saying not a little bag, like a big bag. <laughs> a and, suitcase. <laughs> and then another big bag of like tobacco products, like vapes Lovely. and cigars <laughs> and Oh my God. And um I mean I can party partake because I had to leave and I couldn't take the weed products with me because you can't in America, even though I was flying to somewhere where it was legal because mm. I was flying to LA, you can't take it in the airport because it's federal or whatever. It's not legal yeah. on a federal level. So I had to give it to the receptionist because I was like, <laughs> I had this bag and I was leaving it. And I was like, um, does anyone here like... Smoke weed, or- <laughs> and she, and it was, and I said so, she was like, I do, and she was just like, she was like, I was like, I've got a big bag of like just everything here, and she was like, thank you, like she was so happy, she was like, oh, that's what I'm doing tonight, and I'm just <laughs> no to one get- else yeah. was able to check into the hotel for no, the rest yeah. of the day
0: because <laughs> the receptionist just like,
1: clothes. yeah, she's like, I'm taking that home, and I was like, I I think that was a good <laughs> gift anyway for yeah. her, but um yeah but i took the tobacco i don't even smoke but i took them because i was just like you know when you're just like it's free and it's so much of it i'm just gonna take it anyway like so i've got like a bunch of vapes and cigars at home i'm like that reminds me of like when kids would like buy cigarettes and like duty free and then like sell them all at school oh really oh god that's wild making some cash that's good business (laughs) no i'm like i've got vapes i've got you know if anyone wants a vape or i don't
0: know that's so
1: and i might try the cigar just to (laughs) <laughs> like sophisticated one day when I've maybe I'm celebrating and I'll get a, yeah. well they have it you know whiskey and a tumbler and I'll get a oh, Cuban cigar oh, and I just sit there
0: like have you tried a cigar that actually
1: butters no I don't like tobacco I think, just, I think it's I find smoking gross yeah. anyway but well, that's right. a bit of a wedding thing smoking a cigar.
0: Oh, yeah, maybe mm. at a wedding. wedding.
1: I'll just bag it up and <laughs> I will cough my guts up. Even though actually you're not supposed to inhale cigars, yeah. up, that's just holding in your mouth. But then what's the point? So then you don't get lung cancer, you get mouth cancer instead. Oh yeah. great. Good. So yeah. They can Love make that. you quite um, they can make you quite sick as well like the first time you smoke, I think. Yeah, as I small. mean I've smoked cigarettes and stuff, but but not like not regularly. I've tried it yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and stuff like and it definitely makes me more like nauseous and just yeah Mm. tobacco to me is just gross i don't understand it but yeah some people love it (laughs) i do get the vapes though because they taste like sugar Mm. yeah they're just sugary Mm. that's the danger but even that like i tried one of the tobacco vapes just to like i was just like let me see what i like and i coughed i was like coughing my guts i was like how do you do this like yeah but it feels like a
0: vapor like kind of like i don't like how it feels anyway yeah anyway it doesn't matter uh okay there's a couple more things i want to squeeze in okay uh, I'm aware of time as well but um, I don't want to be negative but I do want to touch on this is you did your boiler room last year mm-hmm. and I mean I watched it I thought it was sublime very fun stunning but you were very honest about when you posted it and you said you weren't happy with it and and, and you're just in general not a fan of live streams and I mean previously you've had just not nice experiences with comments from wasting waste men on their keyboard <laughs> warriors um and probably and the same guys that send me pics in my promo email probably the same guys um, stuff. <laughs> dodgy individuals <laughs> out there um and you said like you don't know if you'd want to do a live stream ever again and i guess we've had a bit of time from that mm-hmm. distance from that now you know how how do you feel about it now and and how do you navigate those sort of moments where you've got horrible comments or some things online that you're not happy with as Mm. well. I think, I think
1: on reflection, like I wasn't happy with the boiler room, but I don't think I like, it was necessarily actually a bad, like I didn't do any mistakes or like everything was fine. It was just, I was just in a bad place and the whole thing just felt stressful. Do you know what I mean? And I wasn't as prepared because I didn't, I found out quite late about it and... um. Yeah, just... And after the... Obviously, the Mix Lab thing, it was kind of like a... That was in my head as well. Um But on reflection, it wasn't that... It wasn't bad. Do you know what I mean? It was fine. Um And I think there's a lot of pressure when you do like a, like a boiler room or any kind of live stream. It's like... Because it's like everyone wants that viral moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's like yeah. this pressure of like it must be the best boiler room ever and and that's going to be what breaks you. Do you know what I mean? And you're going to go... You know, that's what's going to make you go to the top is from this because some DJs haven't got there, like mm. got there from having big, big boiler rooms and stuff. So that added pressure on it as well. Um But on reflection now, I'm like, I'm open to live streams now. I did a record to, I recorded two. I'm not going to put both out. I did one, the Defected Croatia one was recorded and then my um, set at high for Martina's Bros was recorded. Mm. I'm going to see which one I like the most. But the only thing is that I didn't... I, I forgot again. You know, like, with the mix slab thing, it was like, oh, the no bra thing and whatever, that nonsense. And then I was like... I finished a live stream of the Martinez Bros and then it just dawned on me that I was wearing, like, a, a like a crop top. And I was like, oh, I've done it again. Because cause if this goes out, I'm only going to get comments on wearing a crop top yeah because I was wearing like you know like the Prada like kind of thing and like I was like am I going to get now I'm like in my head now I'm thinking because I feel like that was probably the better recorded one and probably would be the better one to go out but now I'm like worried like is that going to spark
0: some (gasps) something this this makes me sad and angry because Mm. the fact that like you can do a stream and be like oh that was sick you know and then be like oh wait I'm going to get well, you're you're expecting negative comments from I people because I think of what you're wearing. I think I will, but which is insane. Because
1: and the annoying thing is, because like there's this whole thing of like, is it like when I did the mix lab? It was like she knows what she was doing, and like like it was like some sort of weird calculated like like I would want that or whatever. And I was like, no, that's just what I normally wear. Mm. I was just wearing normally. and then and then I was like really worried about the the high thing because I was like, I actually like. I'm like, I knew I was being recorded, but then I kind of like half forgot when I got dressed and didn't really yeah, think about yeah, it because yeah. I was just like, I wanted to look cool and mm. like. And be comfortable and just wear what you want to wear, wear on. I was like, I mean, I beef her, it's hot. I'm mean, going to like, you know, look nice and whatever. And then I got there and I rec- you know I didn't really think about the recording. And then it was only till after I was like, damn, I should have thought about what I was going to wear because now, but now I'm like, people are going to be like, oh, she she wore it on purpose, she, you know, and I'm just like, please shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up.
0: we're just gonna clip that and send that to people when they (laughs) piss us off I mean what what, like generally those people who take the time out of their day Mm -hmm. to let you know Mm -hmm. how they feel about what you're wearing like what do you actually have to say to them if they were listening to this right now you can't say anything to because they're the kind of people that you
1: can't reason with yeah and that's the problem they don't care you know so I have nothing to say to them because they're not important, mm. and they're not important to my career, they're not important to my life. And, you know, I want them to go and seek help because why you feel need to need to be on the internet, commenting and, and being mean to people, I don't know why. But you've obviously got a very sad existence
0: as far as I'm concerned. It yeah. is jobless behaviour, isn't it? Yeah, i just like, like, oh, just jealousy or whatever. I you think know? it is jealousy because then you go yeah. on their thing and they're like these, like, old...
1: <laughs> Or they want to be DJs or, or or failed DJs, and and they they want to they want to take it out on somebody. And I think I see a lot of this lately in general of all of D- of DJs feeling hard done by like older mm. school DJs or DJs that haven't quite um, done as well as some of the newer DJs or yeah. whatever. Or they think they should be where someone else is, and um, and I think this this applies to why there's a lot of hate to the female DJs or DJs, or, you know, that are. Um, female presenting or whatever there's a lot of hate because they want to they want to blame their sex for why they did better than they did and then but the same applies to DJs that are you know like viral DJs or DJs that are like dance or mm. DJs that are you know you know they got this whole comment of poser DJ I see it in the comments yeah. all the time oh they're a poser DJ yeah. they oh, don't,
0: she's not mixing so she's, she's just dancing yeah, yeah. and it's and, and what? Yeah, yeah, and it's what? like
1: in between you can dance, you know. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah. Do like you want everyone it, stand there looking like, really yeah. bored? Like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But it's more like even like influencer DJ and blah blah blah, mm. and these person and that person, and I see a lot of even some DJs that are they do okay and and are quite well respected. to be complaining or compl- creating whole threads to like bash someone for doing something virally or whatever, and I'm like, you need to realize like they're not taking a space that you were ever going to get. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, and it's not, that's not like a diss. It's like those people that say someone really big, that's like, you know, a personality, there's a DJ, I don't want to name anyone, but like someone really big. It's like the, they're getting booked for certain shows and getting paid mm. certain money and people, certain people come to see them. Those people that come to see them, were never going to go see you. Yeah, You're not yeah. what they were looking for. So it's not like, you, like if they didn't exist, you would suddenly mm. be them. Yeah. It's a different audience. Like there's like, if you want to, if you want to play there, then do what they do. You know, yeah. There's also like a bit of a incessant need to like constantly comment on what other people are doing. Many mm. of things that I see online, I'm like, yeah, I think that's lame. Yeah, or I think that's stop doing that or whatever. But I'm not one. I'm not going to comment that because mm-hmm. it's none of my business. Like, <laughs> like, if that's what I do and people want to see that or want to hear that, that's fine. And and two, it's like. I'm in my lane and that don't look sideways. Mm. People are too busy worried about what everyone else is doing and it's it's so silly. There's room for everybody and there's for, you know, that's why men are angry at women. Like, oh, you you know, they think they're going to have the slot you had. You weren't going to have that slot you said, had. So I mean, like, you yeah. were never going to have that slot. So just get over it. Like, there's no point yeah. in hating on the DJ. You're not going to have that slot. Stop moaning about people. I'm just imagining I open my Instagram one day I've like posted my represent show and I just got a little notification T-shirt commented that's so lame. Yeah. <laughs> lame. No. Lame. 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 <laughs> lame. Loser. No but I think things all the time it's like uh, don't, don't you? Like you have yeah. things that, yeah. that, like thoughts pop in your head like oh that's I don't like that. Oh, that's stupid. Well, like, oh, I, I don't think that outfit's the best. Yeah, they yeah, never, yeah, ever going to go that, that. In my head, yeah, it might be something I'd be like, oh, I don't like that top. Like, why would they wear that? <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't be like, why are you wearing that stupid top? Like, <laughs> she knows what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many things all the time. I think, like, you know, everyone has a negative thought about something or a jealous thought as well. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not above being jealous of people. Yeah. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone feels jealousy. Everyone wants, you know want something that someone else has yeah. mm-hmm. there's plenty of times I have to check myself and be like stop it like that person's a nice person you're just being jealous like yeah. get over it so but it's like the need to then like take that jealousy and then try to bring that person down to make yourself feel better cut it out like I'm mm-hmm. concerned and DJs just need to learn like
0: to stop looking sideways yeah you tell them Tisha you yes. tell them so as we come to the end this has been fun by the way oh. very fun um, you have still got loads, loads of things like you're bringing jackfruit to New York and LA for yes. your, your club nights, yes. and you're like doing your live show this summer, mm-hmm. um, which is I got to, went to your dress rehearsal dress rehearsal I don't know what it was yeah it was like it's a production it was like a pantomime it wasn't a pantomime pantomime.
1: no no it was just like a rehearsal in a space where you could have all the productions or the lights and see everything run together that was it we invited a few people down to see it so they could see what it looked like and just and also to give us a little mini audience before we took it out
0: yeah Um, that was it and mm -hmm. you're there on the bass slapping the bass (laughs) bass facing (laughs) lunch your tunes have you been enjoying that It's been great, yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. It's interesting and different and just
1: a whole different adventure. Expensive and long, but fun. Okay. have you had to learn a lot of new stuff to do it or I had to learn to play the bass yeah wow yeah, she's a bass queen now that's sick I wouldn't quite say a bass queen but I'm trying <laughs> shredding the bass shredding is an exaggeration but I'm playing it I do play it yeah I yeah. think yeah. the sexiest instrument arguably the bass, the bass. is pretty sexy I yeah. think it's sexy but yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of the drums as well yeah. I don't play the drums yeah. but when I see someone play the drums it's like hmm mm. mm.
0: mm. I really learn <laughs> the drums it's on my list to do drums um so yeah, what what have you got coming up then aside from those bits?
1: Um so yeah, obviously the single's coming out. Um I think that's next month. The Ellie Golden
0: and Gregory Porter's yep, single. Okay.
1: And then I've got Field Day this weekend, but that uh, Probably passed by the time this comes out mm. and warehouse project, which will be great because it's going to be a dark room, so it's going to be great for the lights. Oh, what a live show at warehouse project! Yeah, okay. repercussions, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, in the depot, yeah, amazing. So it's, it's going to be really cool because it's going to be dark and loads of lights, yeah. Because field day is going to be like this date, I'm like
0: middle of the day, middle
1: of the day, so it's not, yeah. you don't get the same effect. It's going to be a sunny day as well, yeah. Which will be good. It'll be good. Yeah. And what else have we got coming up? I don't know. You know. Yeah. Jackfruit shows and just living, laughing, living loving. life, getting married, getting married, and just yeah. I don't know. That's I mean, it. That's I'm nice. trying to trying to. I'm going really hard on the DJ at the moment. so... Mm, I'm just it. like focusing on that, and my aim is to just overtake Ibiza. No, I'm joking. But <laughs> it is. Yeah, residency
0: next but it is. summer. Surely, I,
1: I want to take over. No, I'm joking. You know, like I love um, smoking. So it's not a joke. It's it? not a joke. No. Um, <laughs> you know, um, smoking Joe. Yeah, love and, her. like oh, she's amazing. Like she was like queen of Ibiza, mm. and she was like the like first woman to get number one DJ on DJ Mag. So the yeah. first and the only, still. and the first and the only yep. number one DJ. And on, can you imagine? That was she in '93, by the way. I know. Wow. And she was playing, um, you know, proper like house tunes. Yep. and and in Ibiza like Mm -hmm. can you imagine that now someone like that getting number one DJ like that's like impossible because everyone's it's like or EDM or like not not, not, that I don't that's bad but it is like that genre, mainstream genre is no one that's like like that kind of DJ and it was and she was the first woman and she's she was number one DJ in the world that's insane and people don't talk enough about her I met her the other day and I was like people need to like hype you up more and like make a thing about this because yeah that's an achievement and she was, like, absolutely queen of Ibiza. She was a badass. Mm. So, I, like, she's, like, my inspiration. I'm like, I want to be queen of Ibiza.
0: No, I'm joking. Fine, I'm not joking. Not I feel like there's going to be a Netflix documentary <laughs> called Queen of Ibiza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can see it. Babes, I think you could literally do anything you want to do. So, fully behind it. Next, so, next I would love summer. to get, imagine,
1: like, getting in the, the top DJ ratings. Like, Yeah. I mean, I would never be number one, but I would love to just, like, break in there. That'd be so sick. But like just playing, but not playing like mainstream, mm.
0: playing like. Yeah. yeah. I think anything could happen, especially how quickly things travel. Mm. It could happen. It will happen. We'll see. We'll manifest it. Yeah.
1: Got to find a place to hang the Grammy certificate first. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But this laughs> I don't it. want a Grammy, but that might not happen either, but we'll try. We'll put that on the list. We'll put it on
0: the list. Yeah. Um, before you go, we ask everyone this at the end. Uh, What is your utopia? What does that even mean? It can mean whatever you want it to okay. be, it could be a place, it could be like a, a vision for the future, it could be whoever you're with, it could be a smell, it could be anything. My utopia is um,
1: oh, is a Sunday cooking a roast with my dog and the love of my life. That's my utopia.
0: Oh my god, that's so lovely. I love a Sunday roast. Oh, yeah, at I do. Home. Oh, It's yeah. just mm. I do quite a good roast. Do you? Yeah. What what meat? I'm a chicken.
1: I don't normally like chicken, but I've mastered it.
0: Mm. A home home cooked chicken. roast. Chicken. It was really,
1: I make it nice and ten like you know moist. It's not dry, and oh, I yeah. put this. I stuff it with like Ooh. you know butter and mm, herbs, and, and lemon, and it's delish. Oh. What what trimmings are we talking? <laughs> Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding, of course. of course. Um, and then we got parsnips honey mm. roasted parsnips oh my god and carrots and i'm a sucker for kale i don't know yeah. why i'm just like obsessed mm. with kale so i always add kale i also we got we've got like proper red wine gravy like oh, yes. um and then i put the chicken juices in the gravy as well so that like seasons it and like Ooh. oh it's oh, i haven't done it in a while but i find it really therapeutic i feel the same way and i don't and cook on much but when i do that on it if i've got free time and i get to do that it's like a total like break from like everything i just feel really like relaxed doing it mm. and i love i love making something delicious and watching someone enjoy it yeah mm. so that's my favorite dish and i'm being like okay let me see you enjoy oh, it
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little apple crumble oh, oh yeah yeah i mm. want a roast now <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> i'm me too. starving uh, well tisha thank you so much yeah thank you good luck with everything and thank see you for too. having me love you, love you.
1: Utopia Talks is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.